Welcome back, everyone, or welcome if you're a first-time listener. This is Prefer Not to Say, James and Greg, back once again to ramble in your eardrums. I'm just here to drink water. Just drink water? (laughs) Not even talk. He's not going to talk on the pod anymore. He's just going to drink water throughout. Yes, sir. You're going to hear the gulping in the background. (laughs) Dude, water is just amazing. Yes, sir. Reminds me of a meme where... This dude had his nephew over, and he said he knows all he drinks is, like, dark sodas at home, so he made him drink water all weekend, and he was like, yo, thanks for putting me on this. And he's like, water? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, like, man, this this is some gourmet shit right here. What is it? Dog, it's water. (laughs) Do you not have this at home? It's like, no, man, I shower in (laughs) Fago. It's like... <laughs> you know, our, our faucets, you know, your Kool-Aid comes out. Oh my goodness. So today's episode is titled Society, but it's Jenga because for some reason, you know, capitalism made things so complicated that you you remove one block and you could just topple everything. I mean, isn't that how how you play Jenga? Cuz me personally, I'm just like how few blocks can I take to make the whole tower drop? Oh. I don't play that way. Again, I haven't played Jenga in years. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> nah, it's a joke, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> just kick it all over. Let it burn. <laughs> just set it up for, you know, you take the worst pieces to set someone else up for failure. <laughs> but yeah, because, you know, when you create a society dependent on labor and currency, you can't really go back from that ever. What do you mean, man? Of course you can. You can just, you know, reduce it to rubble, and then you can start over entirely. That's how you play Jenga. You fuck everything up, and then you build it all over again. (laughs) No, because I was just thinking, because, you know, there's always this focus on creating jobs and getting people back to work, and I just think, why are we creating all these jobs that majority of them are useless? They don't actually produce anything worthwhile or, you know, value, but... You know, it's it's the whole thing where everybody's worried. It's like, oh, we're not we're we're not procreating at the replacement level. It's like you mean we're not birthing wage slaves? Like that's such a weird thing to like worry about. Yeah, I mean, we worry about creating all these jobs and all these uh, markets and all these industries for like superfluous shit. Like, I think we should streamline more of society. But I, I mean, that take like some uh, guiding hand to force everyone into a more minimalist lifestyle. You know, like how, how much useless, meaningless shit is, is created just for people to mindlessly consume it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because uh, economist John Maynard Keynes, he predicted that we'd shift to eventually get to a 15 hour work week because, you know, technology and automation was supposed to make everything easier, but instead we just, kept creating more jobs and employing more people. I mean, see, that's why, that's why I'm like a proponent of the ideas of like universal basic incomes and whatnot is because I'm like in the future, like not even the distant future, it should be relatively soon. Automation should remove the, like the need for menial labor at that point. Having a job shouldn't be about like providing an income for yourself. It should be about figuring out what you can provide for society. You know, it's more about finding a career that's beneficial for the the collective instead of just keeping a roof over your head. 
Oh, definitely. Well, it's just so strange how... You know, no, there's the supposed labor shortage. It's like, okay, get those robots you were threatening everybody with. Yeah, for real. There ain't no fucking labor shortage. Uh, I was actually having a conversation with an older person like a couple days ago, and they were talking about how we don't want to work. They also tried to tell me when I said, oh, wages aren't high enough to uh, contribute effectively to Social Security. And they were like, yes, they are. I'm like, no, no, they've done the numbers. Like, our generation isn't getting Social Security. (laughs) Got them. And it's because of wages. Like, you got to pay into it. We don't have the money to pay into it. Plus, I mean, well, there's a whole thing that Mitch McConnell said, you know, because, you know, we're all flush with cash from our stimmies last year. Oh, my God. You know, he's hoping that we all run out of money so we realize it's better to work than to not work. Um, American youth, they're all so fucking flush with their fucking five pennies that we gave them (laughs) that they don't want to work, bro. I think it's wild when you just basically admit, yeah, we have to starve people out and force them into work. That's not okay. Well, I mean, that's 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 how any employer or anybody with the mind of an employer is going to think in general. You know, they want people to do their labor for them so they don't have to commit the resources to creating the product that they're trying to, you know, derive value from. The only way to do that is to put people in a situation where their options are work or die. You know, it's like when you it's like when you bring up the idea of like fair wages to people and they're all like, well, you agreed to the job. And it's like, no, they didn't. They had a gun to their head that said, do this job. And the alternative is slowly starve and die because you can't provide for yourself because there's no other better alternative. Oh, oh, the bootlicker rhetoric is so funny because if you put them in the situation, they'd flip teams f- faster than you mm-hmm. could say, like, tortoise. I don't know why I said tortoise. That was the first word I thought of at the top. Yeah, of that was a decent word, you know. <laughs> I like tortoise. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's this illusion that we have the choice or they, when they're just like, just get a better job. It's like, there's steps to that, my guy. But when everybody gets the better job, you're like, no one wants to work anymore because no, they're real. not working the positions you want them to work. I have this idea that this huge push to get everyone to go through like universities and, and acquire trades is just to create an overflow of people in those uh, career fields so that they can devalue the work and then pay them less. Yeah, and I think we touched on that before where it's like if you have so many quote-unquote skilled workers, it just dry, it, it becomes a race to the bottom. And that's how a lot of those industries work anyway to get work. Like, isn't that how construction set up? I have no idea. I've never worked construction. Oh, well, I just thought as far as, like, getting jobs and stuff. like Oh, you mean, like, bidding, bidding for projects? Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely how it works. <laughs> they bid down. What kind of stupid shit is that? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just funny because, you know, we create... And not to mention, when we do leave certain jobs, it's this idea that, you know, somebody has to do the terrible job and get abused in the workplace for basically nothing. But then there's this back and forth with it. It's like, do you want people to quit the jobs because they want to do something better? Or do you want to keep them there to suffer? Because you're like, oh, get a better job. All right, I'll get a better job. Why is it taking me five hours to get through the the Burger King drive-thru? Because <laughs> there's only one person willing to work there now. And he does everything. Yeah, like I don't even complain if I'm in a line anymore because I'm just like, oh, I know what you guys are going through. Whatever, take your time. Honestly, like every time I like go out to like uh, a gas station or whatever, I'm like, you know, just grabbing some stuff like a like some bottled water or caffeine or whatever, or like I'm getting gas. I see a dude working there, and I'm like, dog, why don't you quit? 
I know they're not paying you enough. I mean, it would fucking suck for me to not be able to get this shit, but bro, you should just leave. Like right now, just leave. Oh, and it's that it, what's that valuing uh older jersey valuing hard work. It's like spending all your time and energy on something doesn't shouldn't be merited. Uh-uh. Unless it's something that of you know, that's something that's meaningful to you. It's like I don't think I should be working a ten hour shift at fast food or like I don't know, a warehouse when I could be spending 10 hours doing something like this. Right. You know, or like my music. It's like, if I spend hours doing that, that's something that's meaningful to me, but also that's something I can share with others that they'll enjoy. You remember the, uh, you remember those articles that would say, you uh, the millennials are killing all these industries. Mm-hmm. Does anyone ever think maybe these industries need to go away? I think, I think fucking most of them do. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, I think we should strip it down to, like, a couple of entertainment industries that can, like, a- appeal to the masses and then just throw away everything else. Like, yeah, it'd be massive, like, uh, displacement and people wouldn't have uh, jobs for a while, but we could just put them somewhere else. You know, I don't know. I- I- I'm of the idea that, like, as long as society in mass dis- uh, demands uh, a particular position be filled that position should pay well enough for one person to support a family and own a home yeah which wasn't uncommon it's like i've said before when a milkman could support his entire family just mm. driving around delivering milk i don't know i want the burger flicker burger flipper at mcdonald's to be able to uh, be happy that's all i want i want some happiness making my happy meal you know what i'm saying yeah and it also amounts to just like you know older generations having like low eq mm-hmm. like lacking in emotional intelligence is part of the reason why a lot of these generations kind of suck when they really, you know, want to go, you know, super boomer mode on everybody. It's like, sorry, your generation didn't stand up for itself and wanted to create it better for generations after. Like, don't take it out on us because we don't want to be slaves. Honestly. You know, and the idea that you have to work for the rest of your life until retirement. Like, Sorry, dog, I'm not working. I'm not going to do manual labor for 50 years of my life. If I honestly believed that I had to work until I was like sixty to in in order to like chill for like fifteen years before I died, I'd blow my brains out tomorrow. I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, but it's not going to be like that for me. Well, yeah. I'm either going to be successful within the next ten years, or I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, and and just how they've complicated like work hierarchy. You know, there's so many useless positions in the world, or just certain is like the nonprofit sector is a joke. It's like you you can't solve the problems that they're trying to fix because then they'd be out of jobs. Yeah, it's like let's just reduce the need for currency and labor. It's like it, that's it's kind of like how I view every uh, industry. Like I was I was thinking about it the other day, like the uh, self help industry. You know, and all all the books and videos and seminars and everything they push out. If anything they pushed out was genuinely helpful, then they'd be out of a job. So the stuff has to be like ever so slightly helpful almost like a fucking drug dealer just to just to get you a little bit of success get you that that dopamine hit so you're like oh yeah this shit is working so you go back and buy another book i don't i don't like that industry i used to but now i'm like damn if you ain't putting your message out for free i don't fuck with you i mean well there's a lot of people who do there aren't there aren't that many i think it's there's like a 50 split. there's a lot of people in that industry who do have free content and they have paid content. Mm-hmm. What I, what I'm saying primarily is like the people who put their stuff out on some sort of platform and generate like ad revenue. I'm cool with that. But like these people who like do something in in the news or whatever, and then they release a fucking book a couple weeks later. 
I'm just like, why? why, why, why are you selling this? Why don't you just put this out there if it's that important? Like, this is a slightly unrelated, but this is kind of the mentality behind it with like the Amber Heard trial. You know, she 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 lost, and then she releases this book that's apparently a tell-all that you know is like this is what actually happened. You know, it's like if oh. you really cared about people <laughs> actually hearing what happened, that book would be out there for free. Yeah, there's not. a lot of weird <laughs> stuff like that. Like, um, like it's like a like I like to use Gary Vee as a good example, and whether you like him or hate him, I don't care. I like him, but um, he puts so much content out for free. He's got books, but he's like, buy it if you want. Or don't buy it. I don't care because he's just got constant things out there, you know. But yeah, what do you do? I mean, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial at this point was a publicity stunt because I found out they actually because it was everybody was wondering why they had the trial where they did. It's because they went to a state that allowed trials to be televised. <laughs> That's not a universal thing. Yeah, I, I was surprised that it was televised. Uh, anytime I had heard about something big, it was always like an artist's rendition of the courtroom. You know, it's never like an actual camera was in there. Yeah, but we got actual camera. Yeah. And all sorts of audio and... I'm so I'm so glad their cameras were there. Like, I mean, yeah, it was it was profitable for everyone involved and there was an ulterior motive. But come on, dude. For the rest of time, I get to like think of the whole my dog stepped on a bee thing. <laughs> oh, and, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't it, this trial didn't really prove that Johnny Depp is through and through a good person overall. Because I, I know it brought to light, you know, things that she did. But at the same time, I'm just like, why do I care? These are both celebrities. Yeah. Like, th- what happens with them has no impact in my life. Meanwhile, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial was going on simultaneously, and we heard nothing about that. What was this? Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, what's his name? Uh, Epstein's, like, accomplice. Oh, okay. In the, in the, in the child trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently there was a list of names of people confirmed. I don't, I don't know how confirmed they were to be involved, but uh, yeah, we were supposed to hear about who was on the list. Hasn't happened. Probably won't. <laughs> you know, I was wondering what was happening while this was like swamping out the media. Oh yeah, there's always something they try to sneak in underneath. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a good point to take a break, so we're gonna take a sip of water and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back here to talk about how uh, complicated life is and how we just got to, you know, remove it the bricks out slowly and hope it doesn't all fall apart i mean i guess but yeah as we were saying uh life got super complicated for civilization and you know we did it to ourselves we're not supposed to be working 50 to 60 hours a week no that's not that's not what we're, that's not what you're meant for yeah I, I just don't get and everyone's like okay you gotta work it's like yeah because we're forced I think we should just change the uh, dialogue. It's not that you got to work; it's that you got to produce. I think that keeps it vague enough because, like, you could produce anything. You could produce material goods or value for your community. You just got to produce. Got to be doing. And it really doesn't take that much effort. 
It's like we could streamline things and make it super easy. Like if everyone was allowed to have gardens at home, wouldn't have food problems. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I used to think, why the fuck would I want a garden? Now that I'm like getting up there, I'm like, I totally want a garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, also just like all these industries, like, you know, that just need to go it like the, the, oh, the millennials are killing the diamond industry. Yeah, because diamonds are useless. At least for most things. Yeah, I, was I mean, they, say. they have their uses, but, you know, jewelry's dumb. Yeah. I'll never understand that. I think one article said we were killing the mayonnaise industry, and I was like, good. <laughs> Mayo's got to go, man. What, what are you really using on? I don't care if people are like, that's bullshit. I use it on XYZ sandwiches. No. No, Mayo can go. <laughs> or, like, think about the prison industrial complex. Like, that's designed to keep people in there. You know, if we if we did what other countries did and actually tried to, like, rehabilitate people... Or if we just created conditions in society where they wouldn't need to commit crimes because it was, you know, <laughs> steal or starve. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, <laughs> then, you know, at that point, if someone does commit a crime, it's purely from malice or like a, a mental health issue that needs to be addressed. Oh, yeah. Or just other things like think about the multi-level marketing industry. Like, imagine if we actually outlawed that like it, we should be because it's it is a pyramid scheme. They could just get away with it. Like, think about all the displacement from those industries. Because there are millions of people involved in that. You know, but they but they get in with that con, like, oh, be your own boss. And it just turns out you just got to exploit enough people to where you don't have to do all the work. Because mm-hmm. MLMs are cults. I actually listened to a whole podcast about it, and it was just eye-opening. Or the consulting industry. <laughs> consulting. Consulting just never made sense to me. Why are you bringing someone from the outside in when you should have someone on the inside who can take care of things for you? Or is invested in the welfare of what uh, whatever company you're running, you know? You're, you're paying a consultant to come outside, give you an opinion, then leave, and then your shit falls apart anyways. And he's like, damn, that sucks. Goes and consults for another company. <laughs> yeah, or just the types of consultants there are. It just It's like, why? This... <sighs> It's just an extra expense. I remember. I don't remember what it was. There was a situation where a school used a bunch of money who were consulting instead of actually putting it like in in their school system. Mm-mm. And it's like, why? Let's get a consultant in here. Figure out how we can make our students smarter. It's like educators and administrators are not enough. You got to bring somebody from the outside to like help you run things. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you got some ineffectual management that you should get rid of. Then. Oh well, that's the other thing. The amount of management and administration that's useless. Or just a lot of the weird positions that, you know, you always hear about, if, if there's a job where it just sounds like a weird title, it's like, this is just made up. Like, I don't, I, I can't think of it the time, but I've come across, I've heard of positions, I'm like, that just sounds made up. Like, y'all made that up. Yeah. You know, it's not who works the hardest, it's her, who works the most effective. Working all these long hours, and that's why, like, I'll, I'll say it again, the infinite growth thing doesn't work or make sense. You know, or the complications brought on by the auto industry, you know, <laughs> creating dependence around motor vehicles. Yeah. I actually uh, stumbled across a TikToker who's been doing charts and how uh, and showing how um, suburbs are like the worst thing to ever happen because they're like financial sinkholes. What is that? Oh, well, he showed how uh, cities subsidize suburbs because they're residential areas. So like 
there's nothing happening that brings in money. Because, you know, residential areas, it's like you can't have businesses out there. Like, you can't have commercial anything. Oh, you're saying when that, when it's uh when it's a designated residential area so nobody can prop up a business there? Yeah. So it's just a place for money to flow out to? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's less of an issue, you know? Because it's like, if you're going to think about money flowing into an area and not being able to generate a profit in it, then, like, what's the difference between having a residential area and a home? You can't prop up a business in a home that isn't, you know, part of that. Well, no, it's it's home. talking about the up it's talking about the upkeep the upkeep of a neighborhood oh. where they're not producing anything. Okay. So the city subsidizes that with the profits they make. Oh, you you you're talking okay, you're talking about the public property in and around the suburb. Oh the yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, was, it's not talking I about was the individuals. I was like, bro, what's wrong with living in a home? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just the setup of like suburban neighborhoods is okay. bad for the economy because you have all this and and they always it's all widespread. So it requires you know it requires vehicles. So it's like you know roads that require maintenance mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff like that, or just like public things in general. So it's like the city subsidizes that because they don't have any money coming in to actually take care of their own problems. It's not just in general like housing because it's like you know if you have like the like the walkable cities where everything's combined. But when you decide, hey, no businesses in this area. Period. Okay, how is anything going to get taken care of? I don't know. If you live in a suburb and you want your roads paved, I feel like you should pay for it. Ah, that makes sense. So, but yeah, and as I was saying about the auto industry, the auto industry really made things complicated because you created all these jobs that aren't necessary. For one, it's like, okay, cars are expensive, but then you have insurance on top of that. You have repairs. So you have this whole thing, like, you know, obviously mechanics are necessary for cars, but when you have so many cars on the road that you have all these insurance salesmen and just the infrastructure of insurance, you just have all these where it's like, yo, we don't need all this. It's like we could easily if if you know the we took advantage of the rail system like we should have back in the day, things would be different. But no, they bought up all the you know the places that had like trolleys and stuff like that. They tore those up, you know, trashed all the cars, put in roads, and forced everybody to buy cars. And then when developments happen, they they spread everything out so it's dependent on cars. And then we can't afford cars because you know the upkeep is awful. Like, aftermarket repairs on cars is ridiculous. Honestly. Like, when I had got hit last year, and uh, it didn't actually, you know, cause any functionality issues. It was just like my ba- my trunk got dented in. It was going to cost four thou- over $4,000 to get that fixed. Jesus. That's more than I paid for the car. Just <laughs> throw the whole car away at that point. God damn. But it still runs. So, oh, I run cars into the ground. I'm getting every last mile I can out of you. You know, insurance is another thing. Insurance of all kinds. All, all of it's a scam. But the infrastructure of those businesses is just wild. Like, if we didn't have the need for insurance, the displacement of that. That's why, you know, they don't want to actually solve problems in the medical, you know, medically. You know, is, is, it, a, is it a good business move to cure cancer? Hell no. Or any other, like, you know, or, or terminal illnesses? No. Why, why cure it when you can just treat it? You know, and that's why it's funny, you know, uh, you know, billionaires are awful, but Mark Cuban's made a really interesting move when he started his online pharmacy. He was like, yeah, we're just cutting out the middleman. And I was like, uh, uh, should we be worried for Mark Cuban? I know the dude's probably untouchable, but should we worry, be worried about his well-being at this point? 
Yeah, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Anybody wants to start a business, make a business built around cutting out the middleman. That's it. That's your whole thing. Yeah, it, you you know you know what is um so all the meds on there because it's called cost plus. It's cost plus fifteen percent, and that's all you pay for meds. I like that, and it's mind blowing how cheap these meds are. Yeah, I I was on that website just checking it out the other day, and I was seeing like uh like what was it, like name brand drugs were like three hundred dollars or something, and he was like, yeah, you can get these for like fifteen bucks. I was like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, they're that cheap to manufacture? What the fuck? Why are they charging so much? Oh, dude, it's so sad when you actually find out what the cost to make these are and the markups. Like, bro, we haven't outlawed it yet. And they won't for the sake of profits. You know, or or it's... Because when they talk about, you know, the need for jobs, I think there's certain things they don't realize. Like, when they talk about, you know, universal healthcare, it's like they say the quality of it will go down. And I, and, and I just argue that it doesn't because it doesn't make sense. Why would the quality just go down? Because... It's being paid in a different way. You know, they talk about like, oh, there'll be longer wait times. I'm like, wouldn't this incentivize more people to get into the medical field? You'd think so. You know, but then again, the cost of medical school. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they don't want public education. You know, it's this whole thing where they create this complicated structure to keep people dependent on a system that just isn't necessary to begin with. Money's not real. We decided it's real. I just never understood why why K through twelve was funded, but then higher learning isn't. I never understood that. Why is there a break point to where we stop giving a fuck about the education of our youth? Well, it's also interesting why we charge for basic things that could be taught at a younger, at a lower grade level. You know, uh, you know I, there's always that joke. It's like, oh, instead of taxes, we learn about the mitochondria. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of useless stuff that you learn. There's a lot of nuanced stuff where I just think like, wouldn't this make more sense if you were trying to actually go into this field and you learned it later? Yeah. And you end up learning it again anyway. It's like, you know, or, or like anything on politics or philosophy that can be taught at a high school level easily. Why not jumpstart that? You know, but also things aren't set up for people to be critical thinkers. I think, what was it? Rockefeller that said he didn't want, you know, he wants workers, not thinkers, which is like, you know, obviously the mantra of every, you know, capitalist. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just amazing how we've made things so complicated with jobs and all these things. Just for it to, you know, really, it really doesn't help anybody but a certain select few. But who knows? Maybe we'll have a revolution in the next year or two. <laughs> I I seriously doubt it. I don't know. They they they're doing too much. They're doing too well at keeping like the the group of people that are uh, being taken advantage of divided. So they'll never unify and never revolt. Oh, the bootlickers. Because anytime somebody starts thinking, uh, yeah, every, anytime anybody starts thinking about a revolution, it's just like, well, you're going to have to deal with, obviously, the people that need to be overthrown, and then you're going to have to deal with all of their fucking goonies who think that one day they'll be one of them, you know, on either side of the uh, the fence. And it's always people who just have no aptitude for being in that crowd. Like, all the bootlickers are just, like, smooth-brained that I've ever come across. You can't hit them with logic either because their brains just like malfunction. Like I got into an argument one time with people where they were just like, it was talking about the work from home thing, and they were like, "Oh, you better listen to you better listen to the boss. He says so, otherwise your jobs are going to sent overseas." And I literally was like, "So creating remote work overseas makes more sense than creating more remote work in the states." And then his whole argument was just about uh, you know how they say, and it's like because they said so is not a good reason. 
No, it never was, never will be. Yeah, or it's like, yeah, the work from home thing. It's like, just go to a hybrid model. It's more efficient and effective for everybody. I've, I've never understood people being opposing the, uh, or at least employers opposing the work from home model. If 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 you're worried about people working from home, why don't you look at the positives instead? Like, now you have the entire nation to to source your employees from because they can just work from home. You well, know? it's the whole control there's, thing. There's now there's I mean, if even if they want to look at it and if you have to put a, a predatory spin on it to get them enticed, look at it like this. Now that one worker that's in like your your in your neighborhood now has to compete with the entire goddamn country. Now you can go looking for somebody who charges less. <laughs> yeah, well, there's also the it it renders a lot of positions useless. Yeah. And you know, the business world is full of sociopaths, so it's like, th- they need that environment so that they can thrive. Mm-hmm. They need to feel like they're over somebody, like they're important. And, and we've all, and there's there's this delusion that, you know, oh, it's like, you know, it's necessary for, you know, productivity and, you know, the, the collaborative nature of the workplace. And it's like, dude, you know how many people who are like, just leave me alone, or who say like, yeah, I get less work done being in the office because I have to deal with random nonsense. Or, you know, they're like, oh, well, people just want to work in their pajamas. Yeah, who cares how you're dressed? Work's getting done, right? Or why, uh, you know, <laughs> America's the only place except for, like, Aldi where, you know, cashiers aren't allowed to sit down because it looks lazy. It's like, dog, you're you're annihilating their spinal cords by forcing them to stand for eight hours a day. Yeah, I never understood that. Oh, dude, the, bo- the boomer generation is all about appearances. Well, I mean, there's... There's our, uh, uh, I mean, I'm going to say something real quick about the spinal health. There's arguments on both sides of the fences. Like, standing all day, yeah, can damage your spine, but so can sitting all day. I feel like you should let people do whatever is comfortable to them. <laughs> whatever, like, they're, they're, whichever way they're willing to damage their spine, let them choose. Because they're fucked no matter what. Well, I, I think it's also, it's like, yeah, sitting's bad for you, but it can also cause problems, not just spinal-wise, but the fact that it's like, it's this idea it has nothing to do more. It's it's about looking lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, it looks, I'm with it's you like, on their reasoning. It's like, bro, I'm scanning items. Why do I need to stand for that? But it's like, or, you know, maybe have a chair handy so they can sit every once in a while. So it doesn't need to be one way or the other. I want to meet the person who goes into, like, a grocery store, sees a, a cashier sitting down. With uh, they they go they go to a grocery store they fill up their cart they're gonna spend like two hundred dollars on groceries right I'm sorry this is late stage capital five hundred dollars on their groceries <laughs> and, then, and then they see the cashier sitting down and they're like why never fuck this and then they walk out <laughs> I'm gonna go shop at a I'm gonna go shop at a good Christian American store where they stand up when I walk in the room. Who the fuck does this? Dude, old people complain about some weird stuff. I, have, I haven't even met the old person who makes this complaint. I mean, granted, I don't know a whole lot of them, but like, I've never, I've never, in, okay, I've never seen an old person in the wild say that shit about a, uh, like a cashier. Never once. <laughs> oh, yeah, in the wild. I mean, it happens. I don't, well, it's also like that thing, uh, you know, I've heard stories of, People they'll go to restaurants and people will like a family will come in and they'll set a stack of bills on the table and say, This is your tip. I'm gonna take a dollar away for everything you get wrong. 
Yo, uh, there, it's funny because there was a um, it was actually a TikToker who uh, they told this story and then they they refused them service and then they brought their manager out and he was basically it's like you're not gonna do that here, like don't act like that. And then um, he tried to explain it. He 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 tried to basically try to start over and explain it again. And then she was like, oh, tipping me in advance, thanks, and just took all the money. <laughs> oh, people are weird. Lesson for this episode: We need to find a way to just streamline everything. Life gets too complicated. It's <laughs> we need to make it stop. And this is why I keep telling everybody: I'm like, simplify it, simplify. It. No matter what it is, just reduce, simplify that shit. Yeah, it doesn't have to be elimination. People think it's like you know, it, we want an extreme. Just let's just take everything out. It's like no, let's just reduce it. It's like like cars reduce the number of cars on the road. Elect- electric cars aren't going to save the problem of the perils of car ownership let's reduce i don't like variety in cars i don't either no i think i mean i I think we should have like like singular forms for certain purposes you know like we should have one model of truck we should have one model of car and one model of suv and fucking nothing else i mean obviously we'll need like other motor vehicles for like industrial work but like that's like as far as like normal civilian shit that's it like we don't need anything else we need like the apple version of a car company (laughs) they offer three products and that's it yeah honestly here's your truck here's your suv here's your sports car have fun (laughs) and then they force you to buy a new one every couple years because you know they you know set it up so your battery doesn't you know hold as much of a charge (laughs) oh that's the thing though is the people who want the fancy new one will buy that and their old one will go on the used market and we'll harvest it for parts to keep ours running (laughs) (laughs) and it's great because the parts will be universal because there'll be no weird shit going on it's all the same because then you got to manufacture all these different parts and you know it just gets complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. I want to start a company where it's like we make one type of car, just the three models, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But we don't make a new one every year. We make one like every two years. Utilitarian industries. Fuck form. We're all about function. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm all about that function. Well, I think we can probably you know, end the episode right here. Is there... As always, there's more rambling than staying on topic, but that's what you love about us, hopefully. (laughs) If you didn't, you'd stop listening. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, if you're a long-time listener, you know where to find us. If you're new, feel free to follow us on our social media. I don't post there very often just because my life gets busy sometimes, but I'm going to try to get better at that. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Pod. If you'd like to follow what I do Myself, I do music under the alias Boutique Paul. You can follow all my socials at BTQ Paul. I also host another podcast called The K-Cut where I talk movies and nothing but. All our socials are at The K-Cut. You can find Greg at the center of a Tootsie Pop. How many licks? Can't can't tell you how many licks it'll take, but. (laughs) That's a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine being trapped in basically like amber and then you just see those person licking their way to you (laughs) han solo in the carbonite and someone decides to lick him free (laughs) well that's all for this episode folks and as i always like to say collaboration breeds community stay hustling stay hydrated peace